Welcome to Believe Right, the weekly radio ministry of Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic, originating from MFC Ministries in Morgantown, West Virginia, USA. Thank you for joining us as we look into the anointed Word of God and learn how it applies to our lives today. Jesus is alive and is healing, blessing, delivering, and changing lives all through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast. Hallelujah. Just think if everybody gave their gift what the church could be like. Just think what kind of effective kingdom people we could be if everybody would put their hand on the plow. Father, thank you, Lord. For, for what's going on here. I thank you that the well will just go deeper. We will not be an inch deep and a mile wide, God. We will have a deep well. We have a deep well, Lord. And we thank you that you're doing a work in this house. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, uh, it's one thing to be anointed to do something. You can sit down. I'm sorry. I am so big on your own personal prayer life. If you remember, I told you that I would pray and I would go look for people to talk to at six, seven, eight, nine in the morning. Because if you pray, you get so full of God, you think, I gotta go disperse this somewhere. See, there's a difference. When you fill up, you look for a place to unload. But if you don't fill up, you say there's no opportunities. You actually think that it comes to you in a UPS package. Or somebody has to beat on your head and say, I need to know about God. But when you're so full, that anointing is like a magnet. And it attracts people to you when you fill up in, on, by praying and spending time with God. And that anointing is so strong. See, we think that favor is something we could put in here. And I know this creates an element of seed. But the, the favor of God covers everything. Highly favored. But your prayer life is where the power comes from. No prayer, no power. Say it. No prayer, no power. No prayer, no power. And <clears throat> I'm going to touch it just a little more. If you're called to be an intercessor and you're anointed to pray for people, you still got to have your own prayer life. I'm called to preach, but I got to have my own, my own message. You with me? I can't live off, off of my gift to, to deliver the word. I have to live off my personal faith. That's totally different. You can't live off your gift. They can spend all this time in the presence of God, and this is not a bad confession, but I've seen them, I can see people that can all be in sin and still be doing that. I do not equate that. That's their responsibility, that is their job, that is God gave, what gift God gave them, but they still have to have their own relationship with God. And their personal, their, how many of you seen anointed people be poor, sick, broken, divorced? Okay, I'm just gonna say it like it is. Non-related, it's non-related. You can't live there, you, you, you just give that because that's what, you know, you get a gift to give it, not to say you're gifted, you know that, right? So you have to have your own personal prayer life with God to have victory. This, them singing don't give them victory. It gives them presence. 
Their personal prayer life and relationship with God gives them victory. Uh, you know, these kind of sermons, I, rem I think of them as old Pentecostal sermons against something. So I'm going to try to do this for something, <laughs> okay? Because I'm not big on uh, being again. I think you've got to, everybody's against something, but what are you for? Traditions. I'm going to talk about traditions that get passed on. Um, traditions, you know, my, my family had traditions, being Catholic and Croatian, and we had traditions. And, and I, my dad had personal traditions that he did. You know, patriotism, we faithfully put our flag out. I watched my father pray every night before he went to bed. Even in his own bedroom, I would see him kneel down and pray. Even when he was mad or bad, he would still go in and pray. Before he went to bed, he would kneel down. And that was his good tradition that he passed, that you pray. Isn't it funny how you can have a crazy life but still pray? That's, I'm going to back up a minute. I love that older generation. Like I always say, a drunk used to take his hat off when you prayed because at least he knew this ain't, I, I got to change. You know, he didn't defy God. You understand? Like even drunks when I was a kid, you'd start praying, they would take their hat off. They even drunk had enough sense to know you don't defy God. You might not obey him, but don't defy him on purpose. Today, everybody's openly defiant. And that brings a different side of God than, I know it sounds crazy, the drunk was safer. <laughs> I mean, isn't that something? God doesn't look at it that way. But anyway, traditions for holidays like cookies and, and uh, things that you do, Christmas Eve traditions, they're really good for you as long as you got the roots right. But they nurture your soul. Like, like kids like routine, kids like to be nurtured. Your steadiness keeps your kids stable. Like traditions have some really good facets to them if you know, if you know how to do them and let them still know what's the underlying truth of what you do. Uh, the word tradition is used 14 times in the New Testament. And 13 out of 14 times, it is used in a bad light. Like, it is used in a manner that tells you that traditions keep God's power from working. All four, 13 of the 14 times, God uses it to tell you traditions get in the way of Him moving. So I think you have to, I didn't say you shouldn't have any. I think you have to carefully decide what you're going to fashion in your house as a tradition to pass to your children. You know, uh, only one was used to communicate good character. It says, Now we commend you, brethren, into the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you, listen to this, this tells you your company, that you withdraw yourselves from every brother that walks disorderly. Uh-oh. Action step, and not after the traditions which you received of us. The only time Paul referred to tradition was saying, if people take you away from what I taught you, the traditions I taught you, stay away from them. Stay away from them. If you're comfortable with people sitting around you, you have to examine yourself because you really shouldn't be. The Bible says that you are to withdraw yourself from people that walk with no order. And you could tell a disorderly life, man. I mean... When you, if you've got disorderly family and you get around them, it's a chaotic event. Does anybody understand? It just gets in a big turmoil. 
because this demons uh, don't like order. Order drives devils crazy. As a matter of fact, every time you get more responsibility, you've got to put your life back in order to, to, to be able to manage that responsibility. That's how important order is. And I don't know about you, I was just telling Pastor Reed this morning, I've always had to adjust to, to my life, to what God asked me to do. Even to doing this and closing my business, it was a big transition. It started in February of 2005, closed in October 31st of 2005. And then after that, I still had to rearrange my whole life to do this. It was a planned it wasn't, it wasn't that I had to plan. I had to walk the plan out one day at a time. And you had to walk it out by faith. But every day I had to conform my life to what God asked me to do. And see, that's long. That, do you realize when you go, it, you do that when you become a doctor, long-term planning, a dentist, a lawyer. You get a job, you, you search, sign a job that suits your life for benefits. You have to plan your life to be able to conform it to obey God. And if you keep filling it up with activity, you won't do it. The easiest thing to do rather than pray is go do something. Keep yourself busy. Especially if you have a lot of pain, you, you go get busy. But you see, in the real world, you've got to take your pain to God. Because, see, He can direct that pain. I, I can tell you this personally. When I have a lot of pain, I try to work more. Because I'm determined to make that pain productive. I refused to, to lay there like a wimpy, whining, weak man. I might do it for a few hours, and then I think, what are you doing? I turn that, because the devil can't stand it. His goal is to render you helpless, and when I turn it into productivity, he don't know what to do with me. You with me? God told me one time, you outlasted the devil in a circumstance. He says, you outlasted him. He, now he has to make a new plan against you because the one he fashioned, you outlasted. Uh-oh, that took some doing too. A lot of pain in that. You can't separate pain from your life. I wish I could tell you you could, but I don't know that life. Your greatest growth comes in your greatest pain. Because if there wasn't pain, you wouldn't bother. Anyway, so you have to conform your life. Examples, we're going to touch Christmas since it's here coming. You know, uh, they've, they've almost successfully removed you know, Christ out of Christmas. I think y'all know that. I was walking through Walmart in the garden shop this weekend, or last week, you know. And this is not a slam. This is an observation. It was totally 100% full to capacity, more than I've ever seen. They tucked all the other stuff in the corner. I'm a, I'm a retail guy, so I pay attention to what merchants do because I, I just like business, okay? So I'm studying their garden shop when I walk in it, and all the garden stuff's in the corner, it is 100% fully packed with Christmas products that are not made here. We all know where they're made. And it's not their fault. We buy them, so that's our fault. Beautiful things. They look real pretty. You'd think that would look nice. But none of it was connected to the real truth. And a company and a country that doesn't believe in us and doesn't believe in our religion that still incarcerates Christians and burns houses down, burns churches down rather, and incarcerates the Christians is who we give the money to to celebrate Christmas. I think we're crazy. You really want to know the truth? I think we're out of our mind. Yes. We're funding people who are persecuting 
our brothers and sisters we call family and we're funding it. Now I know you know this, I'm just kind of stating the obvious. It's a peculiar thought, isn't it? I think we don't think far enough. We just go one step further sometimes. Take one more step into truth. One more. Just one more. Just one more step into truth. Rather than think about ourselves. We're so busy wrapped up with ourselves, we don't see past ourselves. Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. Chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John in God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other manner than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.believeright.tv. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.believeright.tv. TV. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283 or write us at MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia, 26505 USA. Join Apostle Joe Perosich and Pastor Rena Perosich again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's Word, which, when applied to our lives, will enable us to believe right for every area of our lives. Have a blessed week in Jesus.